What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Mindfully Audacious. I am Jay Stewart, your cursy word loving neurotic ADHD friend and founder of The Audacious Crew, a community for anxiety and self-healing. Now, if you're tuning in because you came from the gram and you heard the story, welcome. I really thought that I overcame social anxiety. How delusional of me. It had literally only been six months since I had officially received a generalized anxiety diagnosis. Y'all know that TikTok sound? Delirious girl. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> because girl, what? Like, how? How? How'd you think? Anyway, we'll get into that in a minute. Before we do, I want to keep it 100 with y'all, okay? Y'all know I'm the, the girl that be trying to push authenticity, finding your true self, because it's what has helped me unlock so many things that I really, I always wanted, but never really knew when I would get them or if I could even get them. Those first three episodes, I have come to realize that was not me in them episodes, not fully me. That was my representative. Okay. If y'all don't know what I mean when I say representative, you know, when you meet somebody for the first time and you don't want to be your full true self because I don't know, I guess we've just been conditioned to, you know, not do that. <laughs> so you pull out your representative, you, you make small talk, you talk about high level things that don't really, really matter. You know, just try and play it safe. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was doing in those episodes. And I ain't trying to do that because I have come so far on this authenticity and healing journey and I'm not regressing. Okay. So I've just realized that in trying this new venture, I have to face a new set of challenges and this new venture being me starting a business, the audacious crew, me starting this podcast. It's the first time I've ever podcasted solo and it's just bringing on a new set of hurdles. I'm, I've realized that I've reached a point now where I can build a community, but it's the continuing to show up as myself when, you know, we kind of start to get to know each other. That's the part where I falter. And I don't want to do that, y'all. I made a promise to myself that I was going to stop re-recording all my reels six, ten times. I was going to stop re-recording all my Instagram stories. Because one thing about me and my ADHD is I trip over my words a lot. And I also mumble a lot. And for the longest time, I just felt very insecure about that. Especially because I have had people in my life that, you know, essentially made fun of it. I internalized that for a very long time, but now that I realize that me mumbling, me having troubles with just speaking clearly, it stems from me being ADHD. And it's like that. And then on top of being a black person, so speaking in Ebonics or if you want to call it African-American vernacular English, coupled with that, it was just like, it was layered. I have been somebody who hasn't always shown up as my true self because I have feared hearing those things that I've heard in the past. And I want to take this time to let y'all know I appreciate you for being here. And going forward, Jamie, aka Jay, is showing the fuck up. So if I mumble a little bit or I get a little tripped up over my words, just know that it's ADHD. <laughs> I typically do not drink or smoke when I record this podcast. So it's me sober. It's just my brain is high, okay? <laughs> Before we move on to the affirmation, I have yet another request for you. Mm -hmm. I would love if you could send me a DM with your thoughts 
whether something from episodes one through four resonates with you and you really want to talk to somebody about that or you want to give me feedback on what you've heard so far or ideas for what you want to see in the future, whether it's content, whether it's blog article or a podcast episode, podcast guest, I am totally open and receptive to hearing your ideas. Also, it's a challenge, especially if you are an anxious person. This is my challenge to you to send me a DM. Just know that whatever you share with me, I will be grateful, especially if it pertains to this podcast and your healing. If you just came over from Instagram and this is your first time listening to the Mindfully Audacious podcast, first of all, welcome. Second of all, in this segment, I like to share an affirmation, a mantra, or a clip from my personal voice diary. Yeah, we get real transparent over here, okay, y'all? This week, I chose an affirmation that was inspired by my trip to Mexico. I show myself compassion in times of stress. I created this affirmation because I was trying to put myself back in my shoes when I was going through that anxious episode in Mexico by myself. And I just remember feeling, obviously, like, you know, I felt alone, like I couldn't really tell anybody that I was feeling like this because everybody was amazed that, oh, I went to Mexico by myself and, you know, I'm out here doing things I've never done before. So I was just so pressured to keep up some facade that I didn't have to do. And in that room, I was kind of beating myself up for what I considered regressing. Even though I wasn't regressing, I was just being a fucking human being, trying to advance herself by pushing herself, by challenging herself, by confronting her fears. In retrospect, I wish I had reached out to somebody and told them like, hey, you know, I'm not really doing too well. But Jay of 2019 totally different from Jay of 2023. So I show myself compassion in times of stress. Now let's get into what you came for, okay? If you saw my Instagram reel on the Audacious Crew Instagram, you're probably curious to know what the fuck happened to me in Mexico. First of all, it starts with delusion. (laughs) The year was 2019. And it was my 29th birthday coming up. And I really wanted to celebrate by doing something that I had always wanted to do, which was travel outside of the country by myself. My birthday is in October. And I had only received my diagnosis of ADHD and generalized anxiety disorder in April of this same year. So how the fuck (laughs) I thought that I had overcome social anxiety in six months without doing any intensive work is a mystery to me. Okay, that's why. Y'all know that TikTok sound that was like, delirious girl. Yeah, that was me (laughs) in real life. (laughs) But I had also just started a new job about a month before my birthday. And so I was riding the high of, you know, quitting my corporate job back in May after I got my diagnosis. I was like, I'm quitting this job. I want to, you know, do the things that bring me joy and figure out what I should do, you know, more creative work or what, because working in a job, doing data entry and meaningless, repetitive work. It was sucking my soul out, y'all. Okay. When I tell you, I had never felt more depressed walking into work than at that job. It's sad to say, but I used to be pissed when people would greet me in the stairwell, walking from the garage all the way up to the third floor where my desk was. I hated it. I hated what that job brought out in me. But at the same time, it taught me a lot. 
it taught me that I was in, in control of my future. So I digress because I wanted to be extra because I am extra. <laughs> I booked a five day solo trip to Los Cabos. I was like, this hotel, the hotel is called Hotel El Ganso. If you would like to look it up, it's an adults only boutique hotel that has, um, I'd say it has a heavy emphasis on the arts. They had a lot of live music. They had regular artists or bands come in and then they had artists um, paint each room. Each artist basically was able to do whatever they wanted inside of each of the hotel rooms and all around the property. Honestly, it was just filled with so much art and creativity. And I was just like, yes, that is the place. Especially when I saw there was adults only, I said, hell to the yes. I'll take one room, please. Thank you. I really didn't want rambunctious children or rowdy travelers in Cabo San Lucas to ruin my birthday high. So I stayed in San Jose del Cabo. You know, basically Los Cabos, y'all know, when people say Cabo, they typically mean Cabo San Lucas. Your girl is not built for that. No. Keep me away from the crowds. Keep me away from the rowdy, drunk college people. I'm not with that. The night before my flight, in typical ADHD fashion, I wait till the last fucking minute to pack. <laughs> when I tell you, your girl was stressed. Okay, that same day, I had taken my Adderall too late and I knew that there was no way I was going to sleep. And even if I tried to sleep, I was just going to torment myself just tossing and turning in the bed. So I stayed up all night, drove myself to the airport, you know, in typical independent girl, I don't need nobody fashion. Mm. <laughs> and I boarded my flight. And I think a few days before I got the notification that on the first leg of my trip, I had the opportunity to upgrade to first class. And y'all know I was feeling, I was really feeling myself. Okay. So I said, I don't see why the fuck not add that shit to the cart. (laughs) When I boarded that plane and the black lady flight attendant handed me my coffee just as quickly as I had requested it, I said, oh, bitch. I am in my element, okay? I was born for this type of lifestyle. I am a bougie bitch in real life. (laughs) I was feeling it. I was riding high, literally off like adrenaline and just excitement because I really thought that I had overcome social anxiety. I wasn't afraid of anything that day. I was just so excited and looking forward to the fact that I was doing this one big thing that I never thought that I was going to be able to do. And this one big thing that people told me that I was never going to be able to do. The first leg of my flight landed at Chicago O'Hare, I believe. And I looked at the Snapchat story the other day and why I went left when everybody else went right. And I was just so determined. I was just feeling myself too much. I didn't realize. I'm like, wait, looking back now, I'm like, why didn't I go with those people? Why did I think that I was headed the right direction? I ended up walking to the security check. (laughs) But thankfully, I have TSA pre-check, so I was able to hop back in the line and immediately get back in to catch the second leg of my flight to Mexico. And I ain't gonna lie, in that moment, the anxiety did start kicking. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna miss my flight. I can't believe that I did that. I should have paid attention. I should have done what everybody else was doing. But it was like, there's no point in me doing that. So I was just like, it's okay. We're going to make it to our flight. And if we if we miss the flight, then there will be another one. It will be okay. I remember landing at SDJ Airport and I was like, damn, this is a tiny little airport up in here. It's cute though. (laughs) And I walked down to find my little shuttle and I do remember kind of feeling a little apprehensive because I'm like, do people know that I'm by myself? But then that was also the anxiety speaking because how would they know? How did they know that I'm not meeting other people like at the hotel? They have no idea. 
And so I just kind of kept my guard up because this was the first time out of the country by myself. And, you know, in true black parent fashion, my parents were just like just trying to impart on me that I need to keep watch and make sure I'm aware of my surroundings and not telling people that I'm there by myself. And I'm like, damn, y'all have a little faith. <laughs> y'all don't think that you raised me with this, this amount of sense? Like, come on, this is like baseline sense. I got that. <laughs> As we're riding down the highway from the little the little aeropuerto <laughs> to the hotel, I was just like, Mexico is so beautiful. I had no idea it had all these rolling hills and greenery and just, I just had no idea. So upon arrival at the hotel, I truly felt like I was in the right place at the right time, y'all. I was just so taken by the property. It was right by the water. And the aesthetics of the lobby, just the hotel in general, everything was just so beautiful. It just seemed like they had taken every detail and made sure that it was unique to the property. And I just immediately felt so relaxed and serene. And I was just like, I am at the place that I am meant to be. And when they handed me that that cold drink, it was like a, a slushy of some sort. I don't know if it was like a native fruit to the area or what, but it was so yummy. And it had a salted rim with like some type of spice. And normally I'm not uh, like a Mexican candy type of girl. Like, you know how you have to get through all the, the spicy, salty part before you can get to the sweet? Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> but for some reason, I was really feeling that sweet drink with that salty, spicy rim. I get up to my room and I'm like, ooh, baby, this is so cute. It had the standalone tub that I love. Had a little shower off to the side, a little water closet with the toilet in there. A nice, I don't remember if it was a queen or king size bed. doesn't matter. It was comfy as hell. And then there was a little sliding door. You couldn't actually step onto the balcony, I assume for safety reasons. But the grounds of the hotel, absolutely beautiful. I just really felt like I had made the right decision. And I felt so good, y'all. I don't know how to describe it, but I knew that I had done a monumental thing and I was so proud of myself for getting there and mind you by the time I landed at the hotel I had been awake for over 24 hours how was that possible again Adderall I took it too late the day before and it was just like a disaster me and Adderall we don't mix I had to stop taking it and I'm so glad that I did anyway though <laughs> the first day I remember just chilling I felt so good the first two like the first two ish days I spent hella money ordering room service, going down to the little in-hotel restaurants. I was just living my best life, y'all. I said, bitch, this is only in pesos? Oh, yeah, add two more then. <laughs> I was eating yummy chips e dips by the infinity pool. I was up on the rooftop with my iPad, with my Kindle open. It was just so peaceful. And then it all came to a screeching halt on the night of day two. I tell y'all, it was like night and fucking day. My social anxiety came back in full effect. I was flooded with fear. I couldn't leave the bed, let alone the room, on the morning of day three. The empowered, fearless day that I was just describing, yeah, she disappeared. And it kind of felt like, honestly, it felt like I was trapped in my Nebraska apartment all over again. I truly felt like a fraud putting snaps up on Snapchat and just telling my family and my friends that everything was cool and it was cute or like, oops, I didn't see this text. But in retrospect, I was just not trying to tell people that I felt like I had failed 
or like I was failing, like I was in the process of failing. I had set my sights on doing this thing, being this person, but not acknowledging the reality that I was not there yet because I didn't have any idea that I wasn't there. And not surprisingly, staying in the room on day three, all of day three, I stayed in that room. I only felt worse. On the night of day two, I remember I just succumbed to my fears and I just spent the night. I opened up a VPN and I was watching Showtime as a comfort. One thing y'all probably don't know about me is I am a huge fan of the Bodega Boys, but unfortunately now they have broken up because of some drama. It's all rumors, but I'm so sad. But I was watching them because I would watch them in my apartment. Like they always brought me joy. So that was the one thing that I did to comfort myself on the night of day two and the night of day three. So after spending the entire day in the room on day three, I was even too afraid to open the door for when my room service came on day three because I really was just petrified with the idea of somebody seeing me or judging me, even though they were only there to do what I asked them to do, which was bring me food. So rather than continue doing what I had always done, which was just succumb to the the rumination, the just like the self-criticism, I made a promise to myself that the next day, day four, which was my birthday, that I was going to go outside at least once. I did not spend all of that money and go all of these miles from Nebraska to Mexico to sit in a fucking hotel room. This is what I was telling myself. I had to psych myself up because I'm just like, girl, you made it all this way for what? You have to go out there. You have to at least try. And so that next morning, I basically put on a disguise. I put on what I considered costumes. Like not at the time, I wasn't consciously thinking of this, but I do remember telling myself, okay, if I put on makeup, it will at least make me feel a little more confident. So I put on a whole face. Mind you, it was hot as fuck outside. Okay. (laughs) It was so hot that I ended up getting heat rash. But I knew that I had to put that makeup on and then put on those sunglasses and then that wide brimmed hat and then that cute dress. Because I was like, if I don't feel good, I'm not going to do it. Basically, if I didn't do that, I knew that I was going to set myself up for failure. And I was tired at that point of doing that. So I pushed myself and I kept that promise. I put on the makeup. I put on all of that stuff. I grabbed my camera and I started walking around the property with my tripod, trying to find backdrops to take photos. And I was absolutely terrified taking those pictures around the property, knowing that people, whether it was hotel guests or staff, knowing that they would see me and potentially be watching me as I took these photos of myself, clearly an American girl on her vacation. (laughs) But at the same time, I also thought, so what if they stare? What does that matter? It doesn't stop me. If they they wanted to, they would come out here and do this too. So why am I judging myself for, for trying something new? Why am I so worried? Why am I more worried about what other people are thinking than than what I'm feeling? And it was all going so well. I felt like I was getting some really cute shots. It was boosting me up. I was basically hyping myself up by having that objective of taking photos of myself. I quite literally traveled to Mexico specifically for my birthday. And I was like, if I don't leave with some type of commemorative gift, this is all going to be for naught. (laughs) And I did not spend all this money (laughs) to sit in this room. But as soon as I came around to, there's like a marina toward the front of the hotel near the main entrance. I had noticed that as I was scouting out this next spot where I was going to take pictures, that two security guards were following me. And I saw them talking to to amongst themselves and then in a walkie talkie. And I was just like, oh, well, they aren't going to bother me because like, it's clear that 
I'm a guest at the hotel. Like, I don't understand what they're, they're lurking for. And then my worst nightmare came true. They walked up to me and they immediately asked whether or not I was staying at the hotel. And I was like, what? Why are they asking me this? This is so strange. I don't get it. And so I tell them like, yeah, I'm staying in, I'm not like, I think I had to tell them the room number or something and maybe my name. Then they went on the walkie talkie and they verified that. And then it was only after that that they say, oh, well, you have to put away your professional camera. And I'm just like, why didn't you lead with that? Why did you have to verify whether or not I was staying at the hotel? Why does that matter? And so this is also why I say that as a black person, you always question whether or not things are racially motivated, because it makes me wonder if I had been white with blue hair, blonde eyes, would they have assumed that I was a guest? And the answer is yes, it just is. (laughs) I've been black enough and living long enough to understand bias, especially when I experience it. So rather than be discouraged, I said, you know what? All right, bet. I'm going to take my professional camera inside, even though my camera, that camera that I was using was not professional at all. Yes, it was a DSLR, but that camera doesn't have a professional lens. It's just like, it was super, super basic camera. Like, I don't even know enough about photography to be considered a professional. So them saying that just was like, okay, y'all clearly don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And or this was made up and you just wanted me to do something that I didn't know that I needed to do. But I did after, I don't know if it was after I came back inside that first time or later that day, I did end up looking it up. And apparently it is kind of common practice that hotels don't allow you to use DSLR cameras on their property. So as I said, rather than letting them discourage me, I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back inside. I'm gonna use my phone and just set my phone up on the tripod. And I'm going to switch my dress and just feel like, okay, we changing scenes. We doing a new look for this photo shoot. And I got back out there, y'all. And I was like, okay, snap, snap. Still freaking out. Still not focusing on what I'm feeling and still worrying that somebody's looking out of their hotel room and watching me take these photos of myself. But I still did it. Nonetheless, I kept going. And when I got back inside and I looked at those pictures, I was just like, wow, I'm glad I did that. Because I could have very easily just given in and said, okay, well, it wasn't meant to be. They told me I can't take pictures, so I'll just sit in my room for the rest of this time. But no, me going out there, taking those pictures, being faced with one challenge, pivoting on that bitch, (laughs) and then going back outside and trying that shit again, it really helped me level up at least for that day. I didn't fall victim to my anxiety again for the duration of the trip. But I will admit that same day, that day for my birthday, I was still a little like weary of people, you know, looking at me or just striking a combo with me. And so I did keep on my hat and my sunglasses just as a, a means of like protecting myself. Like I said, it was a disguise. But at the time, I didn't know that's what I was doing. I was just kind of trying to hide in plain sight. But apparently I'm one of those people that can't do that because people were complimenting me. People kept trying to talk to me. <laughs> And I'm just like, y'all, please, (laughs) can't you see I'm anxious? And the answer is no, they couldn't, because how could you? Some of us are so high functioning, you would have no idea unless we were having an actual breakdown. So the moral of this story is trust yourself to make the right decision while you are stressed. Trust yourself and push yourself to get past that stress, because it's not going to be forever. Stress is never fixed in our lives. It ebbs and it flows like many other things like the positives and the negatives. Each of them goes up, each of them comes down. Like nothing is forever. The biggest way to change your life 
and change the things that you're currently burdened by is to not back down from the challenges that will help you remove those weights. It's all too easy for us to just do what we've always done. That's why they're called habits. But in order to break a habit, you have to consciously, continuously push yourself to do the opposite. Yes, your mind is telling you like, no, you can't do that. No, you shouldn't do that. It's not safe. We don't know what to expect. But that's the beauty of it because you don't know what to expect. It could be something great. It could be something amazing. And if you never try, you never go against the grain, you'll never know. Having that rain cloud attached to your head every day is not the business. That shit is whack. It feels heavy. It feels gray. It feels very cold. I want to feel the sunshine that I felt in Mexico. I want y'all to feel that sunshine, that warmth, the glow, the belief in self that comes with conquering those challenges, pushing past them hoes, trusting yourself. Confidence is gained by leaning into your self-trust. It's gained by not backing down when something pops up. Confidence never just appears on its own. And if you're more comfortable doing what you've always done, going through the cycle of talking shit about yourself, beating yourself down, wondering why everybody else is, you know, seemingly having such an amazing life, that's your business. And I hate that for you because it doesn't have to be that way. If it wasn't readily apparent, I am not someone that beats around the bush. I'm a creative, yes, but I'm also a very logical, level-headed person. If there's a problem, I'm immediately thinking of solutions. I'm not running away from them. I did that for way too long. And now I want y'all to understand that it doesn't have to be that way. The past does not have to define your future. The thing is, though, you have to not want it to. If you're more comfortable being the small version of yourself, well, actually, I take that back. If you are, if you have convinced yourself that you are more comfortable being the small version of yourself, then there's not a goddamn thing in the world that can change your mind about that. Me included, your mama included, anybody. It has to come from self. You have to want to change yourself and your life in order for anything else to stick. One thing I have learned in this journey so far of basically being a talking head, being a leader of a mental health community, is that people look at me as the enemy because I confront them. Not directly, but the content that I post can be received as confrontational if you don't look at it from a certain lens. If you're looking at it from the lens of I'm more comfortable being the small version of myself and blaming everybody else, then of course what this one stranger lady on the internet says is going to strike a, a chord with you. But at the end of the day, every situation you encounter is up to you to choose your reaction. You always have control over your reaction. So react wisely, y'all, and react with your future self in mind. For this episode, we will be skipping Ask Jay, however, comma. If you want my honest, unfiltered advice, though, send your question to askjay, A-S-K-J-A-I, at theaudaciouscrew.com, and I will answer you on an episode. Be sure to put anonymous in the subject line if you are a private girl. I will respect your privacy 100,000%, baby. We're getting a little serious now, so mm -hmm, I want to make it official. Don't forget to subscribe. I want this to be a reciprocal relationship, okay? Do you understand? I want us to like take it to the next level, okay? Thanks. On a serious note, though, if you have enjoyed the podcast, especially this episode, please subscribe and leave me a review 
whether it's all just stars or if you'd like to add a little blurb in there with your opinion, I'd appreciate that also and as well. I will never turn down constructive criticism or genuine feedback, okay? If you a hater bitch, you can keep it. (laughs) I'll see y'all again in two weeks. This podcast is bi-weekly for now. We are claiming and putting out into the atmosphere and into the universe a weekly episode, but we ain't there yet, y'all. So I want you to be mindful, but be audacious. (laughs) 